Welcome to Alive to Give Life, the online teaching ministry of Pastor Pascal Ngwe. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of Alive City Church. He's a seasoned and anointed teacher of the Word of God. As you listen to this message, get ready for a complete turnaround in every area of your life. Now, let's join the message already in progress. What actually brings a difference in a person's life? It is called vision. Say with me, vision. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 29, verse 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no what? I insist on the fact that lack of money is not what causes people to perish. Lack of job is not what causes people to perish. To perish is to not do well, things not to work. The thing that brings perishing in people's life is one of the things that we neglect the most and it's one of the things that we have less knowledge on. It's called vision. What is vision? Vision is, if you would, the image you have in your mind of a preferred future than the one you are currently in. Do you understand? Like you are seeing something that is better than what you are seeing currently. That there is something you can see. It is not there yet. Where there is no vision, people perish. When you cannot see beyond what is there currently. I have seen people having a lot But because they don't have money, they are perishing. They don't realize that what they have is far more powerful than money. There are many people that are sitting here right now that if you could just have a better vision, you'll be amazed at how your life is going to start rising. It is that vision that you are living here with tonight. You are living here tonight with a fresh vision from the Lord. A fresh vision from the Lord. The cure to problems is vision. Now, the tragedy is that many people have no vision so ever for themselves. No vision for their lives. They don't know where they are going. They haven't seen anything. They have no vision for their spiritual life. They don't know what they want to become in the spirit. They have no vision for their finances. They have no vision for their social life. They have no vision for their children. They have no vision for nothing. They are doing a job and they have no vision. There's nothing they are seeing. They live day by day. They are, they are most famous with as the Lord pro, as the Lord leads, as the Lord shows. Don't get me wrong. I depend entirely on the leading of the Lord. But God, the Lord says that where there is no vision, people are going to perish. Amen? Isaiah 32 verse 19 says, Who is blind but my servant? And death like the messenger I sent. And then he repeats the same question. Who is blind like the one committed to me? Have you ever seen such a calamity. A person is committed to God. A person is a servant of God, yet he is blind. He is committed to God. He loves God. He serves God. He is a servant of God. Who is blind but my servant? She sings in the church. He does things in the church. He is serving God, but he is blind. Can't see. No vision. The one committed to me Blind like the servant of the Lord. Do you see how contradictory those two statements are? How can you be a servant of the Lord and you are blind? But the Lord is asking the question, who is blind? You'll be shocked that the people that are blind are not the people that are not coming to church. Sometimes it is those that are coming to church three times a week that are the, the most, that are in the deepest darkness. Who is blind? But my servant, who is blind but the one committed to me? How can you be committed to light and you are blind? May God restore your sight tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. You are restored. 
David says the same thing in Psalm 82 verse 5. He says, the gods know nothing. They know nothing. They understand nothing. They walk about in darkness. It means they cannot see. They cannot see. They know nothing. It's a result of blindness. They understand nothing. It's another result of lack of vision. They walk about in darkness. And as a result of that, the foundation of the earth are shaken. Or shall I say the foundation of their lives are shaken. Because they know nothing, they understand nothing, they walk about in darkness. They don't try, they've never sat down to try to understand what is the purpose of my life. Why am I here? What am I doing? Where am I going? What is happening? What is God trying to do with my life? They have no direction. And because of that lack of direction, the foundation of their lives are shaken. Nothing is stable in their lives. God cannot build them because they are shaken. They know nothing. So you need to understand today, if you go about ignorant, you are an ignorant person, you are not a candidate for God to build with. I'm talking about the tragedy of a life without vision. Remember my title is The Great Effect of Prayer on Your Vision. What prayer can do for your vision? How prayer can affect your vision? And I'm first starting by establishing with you that most people don't see, including God's servants. They don't see. They don't see where this thing is going. And that's why it's so easy for people to dislocate themselves out of God's plan. Because they don't see where God is going. That's why the smallest temptation takes them off. Do you really think that if Eve knew where God was going with her, she was going to take that bet? No. She didn't know what. She had no vision. She couldn't see far. That's why it was so easy for her to destroy eternity with a cheap bite. When you don't see, you make... You make dangerous decisions temporarily that are going to affect you eternally. You can't, you can't see eternity. You can't see hell. You can't see heaven. You can't see the future. You are just seeing now. So you are destroying yourself. They know nothing. They understand nothing. They walk about in darkness. Now anything that looks like darkness, the Bible calls Satan the prince of darkness. You must understand that anything that is connected to darkness, Satan's world, that's how he operates. And Jesus Christ is called the prince of light. He called himself the light of the world. Satan calls himself the prince of darkness. And my Bible is saying they know nothing. They understand nothing. They walk about it. So they are under the influence of Satan. When you do nothing, you understand nothing. You are under satanic influence. And I'm not talking about demons because Satan is far more than demon possession. He's into deception. When Satan was busy with Adam and Eve in the garden, there was no demons involved. It was deception. When Satan is at his best, he's deceiving people, lying to them, causing them to sleep when they should be awake, causing them to rest when they should be moving, causing them to relax when they should not be relaxed, causing them to take lightly what they should take very seriously, and causing them to take seriously what they should take lightly. Light is coming your way tonight. Let's look at his activities. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. The God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers. Remember, we're talking about vision. He has blinded. Satan's number one job is to blind the minds of people. To blind the minds. And unfortunately, when believers read this scripture, they only look at this from the perspective of uh, people who don't know Jesus Christ. But look at it so that they do not see, they cannot see the light. What is light? Light is knowledge. And I know many believers that are in ignorance. They don't know much. They are blinded. So many people 
if they say somebody manifests and they say, yeah, the devil is working there. There are people that are dressed very nice. Eh? Nice suit, smelling good, and they are under heavy demonic influence. Oh, yeah. Blindness. Yo, he blinds the mind. So you don't see. You don't see that you need to do this. You, like you can't see far. That is his greatest work. People don't understand Satan. The God of this age has blinded the mind. So they just go around. They know nothing. They understand nothing. They walk in darkness. They are just moving around. Their minds are blinded. They can't see. They don't have insight. They cannot interpret things and understand what God is trying to do. They don't see far. As a matter of fact, many believers are just like unbelievers. I tell you, they want what unbelievers want in the way the unbelievers want it. The only difference is that they are coming to church on Sunday morning for two hours. That's all. But apart from that, there's no difference at all. The desires are the same. The methods are the same. The sight is the same. The darkness is the same. The effect Satan has on the unbeliever is the same he's having on them. In fact, it is worse for some cases where believers are uh, envying unbelievers. Oh, yes. You will see her. She wish she was that girl. He said that he has firmly blinded them. They can't see far. They are so blind that right now they are envying unbelievers. How could you be that blind? How could you be that blinded? Some believers are blinded. They are living in sin and they don't see his sin. Okay? It doesn't look like sin anymore. They read it in the Bible, but it doesn't affect them. That he has firmly blinded them. They are living together in the same house. She is staying with the boyfriend and she comes to church every Sunday morning and she sings songs and he sings songs and they are enjoying life and they don't see sin. He has firmly blinded them. They can't see. They are under heavy deception. Oh, yes. <laughs> heavy deception. They can't see nothing. They walk about in darkness. They think they understand what is going on, but they have no clue what is happening. They have been deceived. They have been deceived. They have been firmly deceived. Why is it blinded? So that they cannot see. Do you know why? Satan doesn't want you to see any light. Why? Because when you see the light, you know which step to take. If I switch off the lights here now, will you be moving freely? No, why? Because you can't see. You can't see. When you can't see, you are limited. When you can't see, you can't move fast. That's why many people are slow. Everything is slow. For a simple breakthrough to take place, it has taken five years. Why? They can't see. They don't see the doors. They can't see the windows. They don't see. And another person is just swimming in revelations and he's swimming in breakthroughs. They can't see. They can't see what will get them out of the pit. They can't see. They walk in darkness. Who is blind but my servant? She is my servant, but she's blind. He is blind. He is my servant, but he is blind. Unfortunately, he can't see. He can't see. He can't see my plans for him. She can't see where I want to take her. So she is taking small bites. They can't see what I want to do. They are not seeing the bigger picture. So they are making decisions that are going to affect them forever. So cheaply. She can't see my plans for her destiny. So she is settling for so less. She can't see. Who is blind but myself? Can't see the light. Isaiah confirms it. Isaiah 60 verse 2. Isaiah 60 says, see, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the people. Thick darkness. Thick darkness is over the people. Thick. It's not a small darkness. It's a thick darkness. 
So for you to break through that darkness and see some light is not a small thing. Thick darkness is over the people. And darkness is the manifestation of satanic influence. The God of this age has blinded the minds. When we talk darkness, we don't talk about the darkness that is outside. We talk about the darkness of your mind. You, you can't see. It is that darkness, it's a thick darkness. That no matter how the light of the gospel comes on Sunday morning, the darkness is so thick that it is not touching. It's not getting deeper. You come out of here, you still go and do the same thing. The light is not strong enough. But God is visiting somebody tonight. I said God is visiting somebody here tonight. You're getting a visitation from the Lord. A visitation from the Lord. Hallelujah. Can I tell you something? Where there is the vision can be, they say, well, where there is no vision, the people perish. So Satan is aware of that. So sometimes he knows that if, I, if there is no vision, these people will know that I'm, away, I'm at work. So he allows sometimes the vision to be there. So the vision is there, but you don't understand the vision. So it is, your case is not that the vision is not there. The vision is there, but you don't understand it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, are, you know that there is heaven. But you don't understand nothing about it. If I ask you now to explain heaven, you will not be able to tell us. But you know it's, there's something like that. Do you see? So you understand that sin is sin. You understand it. But if I now say, okay, let's talk about it, you will see that, hey, pastor, please talk about it. I don't know how to talk about it. So the vision might be there, but is it clear? It is only when the vision becomes clear that it is beneficiary for you. The vision is there, but if it is not clear, you will never benefit from it. Habakkuk 2.2 And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and look at the next line. What is the next line? I can't hear you. So having the vision is not enough. The vision had to Some be made people have plain. No at all. That is worse. In other words, make it clear. The Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. As the people, they have no job and they have no vision for a job. No vision at all. They are not working at it. They are just hoping for manna. If my Bible serves me well, since the days of crossing the Jordan, manna ceased. There has never been manna ever since the days of the Jordan crossing. You can wait for the day of the Jordan. Never, you'll never see manna again. And that is the frustration of people of God because they are expecting manna when God wants you to dream. Make the vision plain on tablet. Now, when the vision is plain, what happens? People act on it. That he may run here who reads it. What does that mean? The moment you see it clearly, you will act. Every time your eyes can see something clearly, you will know what to do. So, Satan blinds you so that you don't see. And as long as you don't see, you will never act as you're supposed to act. And the Bible says that faith without action is what? It's dead. So, you might believe it because you have faith in it, but you will never act. Why? Because you don't understand it. And because you don't understand it, you cannot act on it. And as long as you are not acting on it, it remains dead. Faith without action, is dead. And for you to, because faith is, you see something that is not there. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you are seeing something that is not there, that's faith. 
But then now, you need to act on it. That is where vision comes in. When the vision is plain, it's clear. You can clearly know what to do. Amen? So I want to quickly show you how through prayer, through prayer, God wants to fine-tune your vision. Prayer is not something we do just because, you know, it's time for prayer. That's why I took time to explain to you the danger and the tragedy of lack of vision. And I could go on and on. We don't have time for it. But how do I cure this vision issue? Prayer. Say with me, prayer. prayer. Let's see how Jesus used prayer to clear the vision of a person. Mark chapter 8, verse 23. The Bible says, Jesus took the blind man. Do you see that this person couldn't see? Hello? A man without vision. Jesus was concerned. Jesus didn't say, God bless you. Jesus took the blind man by the hand. When you have no vision, you're depending on people. They have to carry you. People with that vision, always borrowing money. Always borrowing shoes. Borrow everything. When we were small, we used to borrow even clothes. To borrow everything you are borrowing. Amen? Took him by the hand and led him out of the village. Then spitting on the man's eyes. The spitting of Jesus is like the word of God. Jesus is the word. When he is spitting on you, the word is like the flashes of light that are coming through to you. Spitting on the man's eyes. He laid his hands on him. That is why I'm talking about prayer. Every time there's the laying of hands, it means it's prayer taking place. He laid his hands on him and asked, can you see anything now? Can you see anything now? Verse 24. The man looked around. Yes, he said. I see people, but I can't see them very well. They look like trees walking around. So after some interaction with the, the word, the light, he began to see. But he says, I, I see people, but I don't see them very well. I see them like trees. Listen to me very well. Some of us, we are seeing our dream, but we are not seeing our dream very well. Our dream is like some trees walking around. It's not making any sense. It's not like, look, it's not like you don't see. You can see. But it's not clear. And because it's not clear, you can't act on it. I don't know what I'm talking to anybody here tonight. You can see. You can see your wedding, but it's blur. It's blur. You can see your contract, but it's very, very dark. You can't, you see, but you can't see. You see, you see I, I see, but I can't see. So he says, I can see. Jesus is asking, can you see anything? I told him, no, I see. But it's not clear. It's not clear. It's not clear. I'm talking about making the vision plain. Make it plain. You see, when the vision is not plain, things are not okay. And I'm tired of people settling down for unplanned vision. Things like that, you can't see. It's not clear. Some people can't even see. And the lady they see, they can't see it clearly. You can't see what God is doing in your children's life. You can't see it. It is not clear. It's not clear. So look at what Jesus did. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again. And his eyes were open. His sight was completely restored. And he could see everything 
clearly. Clearly. His sight was completely restored. And he could see everything clearly. Oh, I pray that you will reach that stage in your life where you can see your future clearly. Where you can see your destiny clearly. It's no more trees you are seeing walking around. Or goats or donkeys. You can see your destiny clearly. Oh, I pray that you will see your husband clearly. You will see your wife clearly. You will see your next step. The next step you're supposed to take. What am I supposed to do next? I will see clearly, clearly. It is not blur. I don't have to guess what is clear, clear, clear. When Jesus starts working in your life, he attacks the works of the devil. And the number one work of the devil is darkness. So Jesus brings light. The Bible says the Son of God appeared to destroy the works of the devil. And one of the number one works of the devil is to blind you. To blind you. So you don't see. Some of you that are in ministry, you don't see what to do next. <laughs> People come this week, they don't come again, and you don't know what to do. You can see where the cell must go, but you don't know how to get there. You can't see the next step. He has blinded the whole thing. It is confusing. You, your heart is just like you don't know what to do. The whole thing is a mess. When you think this is the thing you should do, you do it, then this one comes and it's always messy. You can't ever understand what, the, what is going on. You can't see. But the solution is there. It's right there. But your eyes are blinded. The work of the devil is on your mind. He causes you to not see the potential in the people God is giving you. Then it causes you to see only the, the weaknesses of the people God is giving you. Then it causes you to see only the bad things that the people God is giving you are doing. So you never get to see the real thing that is in the people. And because you never really get to see the real thing that is in the people, you never get to fight for the people. You can't see. You can't see. So you don't know how to lead the people because you can't see. The Bible says, can the blind lead the blind? Both of them will fall in the pit. Both of them. You don't know how to raise your family. You are trying. But the devil is just dribbling you. When you try to do this, he comes with this other trick, which you didn't see. You must enter 2019 seeing. You must be, as you are entering 2019, you should be able to see. Please, people of God, don't enter 2019 in darkness. Look at your life. 2019 is coming again, and you want to enter it in deep dark, thick darkness. Thick, thick darkness. I can't see where to go. I don't know what to do. I don't know the next step. Oh. As I'm standing here, I don't know the next step. <laughs> he told Abraham, I will show you the way you should go. I'll lead you. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. He leads me. He shows me the direction. He brings light. And because he brings light, I lack nothing. I am guided. I am led. He shows me the way. Shows me the way. 
A person who is not guided by the light, the Bible says that your word is a light unto my path and a light unto my way. So when you are not guided by the light, you are in the thick darkness. You are trying, but it's not working. Your days of darkness are being terminated as I'm preaching. Your days of darkness are being terminated as I'm... Let me hear a shout of amen if you believe this. The Bible says, Jesus placed his hands again. Again. Many believers are settled with trees. Can't see. But it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. At least I can see. I couldn't see before. At least I can see something small. <laughs> In fact, before I couldn't see at all. Now at least I can see something small. I see some hope. And I see that there's like there will be hope. Shut up. You should be able to see clearly. You know the biggest challenge of Christian these days is that we settle for two less. We settle for two less than God's best. Two less because now I was blind. Now I can see people, they look like trees. I'm okay. At least I will know how to avoid them. Amen? So Jesus shows us here that through prayer, he places his hand on the man's face again. Again. He prayed. When you are praying, as you pray, as you pray, and you begin to understand what I'm teaching you now. When you really begin to pray, you don't know what you are doing. You are clearing your sight. Prayer. Prayer is one of the, the, the ways through which your sight gets restored. Now, and I like the fact that Jesus didn't just pray once and he could, the guy could see. Jesus showed us that sometimes it's a process. Sometimes you have to pray over the cell for years before the answer will drop. Sometimes you have to pray for this thing for years, for, for many times. You are praying, and as you are praying, the Holy Ghost is giving an opportunity to start clearing the windows. And I'm going to prove to you quickly. Can I show you? All right. Let's quickly do that and we'll go home. Thank you, Jesus. Second Kings chapter 6, verse 17. And Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Elijah did what? Prayer, the great effect of your prayer on your vision. The great effect of prayer on your ability to see. When you pray, Elijah prayed, Oh Lord, open his eyes that he may see. It was a prayer. So prayer, we see how Jesus laid his hand on the man and the man could see. We see Elijah praying for his servant, Oh Lord, open his eyes. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. He couldn't see that before, but it was there. It was there. The chariots of fire were there. The hill was full. Many times your hills are full, but you can't see. You see, your chariots are on fire. 
The angels are ready. But you can't see. Oh Lord, open his eyes. Do you see what vision does? Vision causes you to see things that are there, but you don't know they are there. But through prayer, through prayer, through prayer, as you begin to pray, God can open your eyes. As you begin to pray, God can fine-tune your sight. As you begin to pray, God can take away the darkness. As you begin to pray, God can clear your sight. You can begin to see. So I pity people who pray without expectation. They pray just because it's time for prayer. No expectation. They're not expecting God to do nothing. I can show you my journey on anything. He starts. Then I go. Then I follow. As I pray, he, he fine-tunes it. As I pray, I, I hear it better. As I pray, I understand it more. As I pray, I see clearer. And then I know exactly what to do. I say, who is blind but myself? When you can't see, you are finished. You are finished. You, are, you can't see what is happening with your children and what to do. You are finished. It's finished. You are dead. Where there is no vision, people will perish. Satan will practically dominate the whole thing. He will harass and he will still kill and destroy. That shall never be your story in Jesus' name. Let's quickly close this. We see in Ephesians 8.18, Paul is praying that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. That's the prayer. The eyes of your understanding. The eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. Now, when the eyes of your understanding are enlightened, it's interesting. You don't see. You know. Check that. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. That's what I'm saying. When you pray... You begin to know. You begin to know. You begin to know. They know nothing. They understand nothing. The eyes of your understanding. That you may know. That's the answer. Psalm 82 verse, verse 5. They know nothing. They understand nothing. They walk about in darkness. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. That the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. That you may know. That's the key. Are you here? Maybe what I'm teaching is a bit deep for some of you. But this is true life. True life. Amen? amen. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, let's go to Corinthians chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. This is a very common scripture. Let's now see how practically prayer unlocks your vision. The Bible says, however, as it was written, as it is written, no eye has seen no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. So it means it is unknown. Do you understand? What God has prepared for you, no one knows about it, including yourself. It is, you are in the dark as far as God's plans for your life are concerned. You know God loves you. You know God has something in store for you but you don't know what it is and you don't know how it's going to happen. No eye has seen, including your own. No ear has heard, including your own. No mind has conceived, including your own mind. So you yourself, you are in the dark as far as what God has prepared for you is concerned. Uh, verse 10, but, listen, God has revealed it God has revealed it to us. How? How did God reveal to you things that no eye has seen, no one has conceived? 
by his spirit. God has revealed. What is re revelation? A revelation is simply the uncovering of something that was always there, but you didn't know it was there. When you get a revelation, you are not getting anything new. It was there, but you didn't know. You didn't see it that way before. Maybe, for example, you are reading the Bible, and you've always read this scripture. Now you are reading the same scripture, and all of a sudden, you are seeing something there. In that. You are seeing something in that scripture. Amen? What happened? You are seeing, you are getting a revelation. But the scripture was always there. You've always seen that scripture. Now what happened is, the Holy Ghost has caused you to see. He has revealed it. He has unlocked it. To reveal means to unveil. Huh? To unveil, to, to take away the veil that the Lord will make. You know there's something. Do you understand? You look at it, it, it looks like there's a shape of something. You can see a shape, but you can't see what it is. Why? It's dark. It's blinded. There's darkness all around it. And this is the ministry of the thief. He blinds the whole thing. So you never get to know exactly what it is. You don't know what exactly you can become. But as you begin to inject prayer, as you begin to inject prayer, sometimes forceful prayer. You know what happened? The thing begins to lift. And you begin to see a bit. You begin to see a bit. God has revealed it to us by the Spirit. Look, the Spirit searches all things. Even the deep things of God. Things that are buried inside God. The Holy Ghost can go down there, pull them up. The, the deep things of God concerning you, they are buried deep in God. But the Holy Ghost is like a driller. As we are praying, he goes deep in God. He goes deep, 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 and he catches, and he begins to bring it up, bring it up, bring it up. Even the deep things of God. Look at verse 11. For who among men knows the thoughts of man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. And listen, the Bible says, I know the thoughts I have for you. I know the plans I have for you. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So the only thing that can help you understand God's thoughts for your life is the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit. You, God has thoughts, but they are so high, you can never understand them. So the Holy Ghost can get in God as you are praying in the Spirit. As you are praying in the that's why people that don't pray in the spirit, I pity them. People that don't pray in the spirit, hey, you're finished. Or people that pray in the spirit for fun. They don't understand that God does nothing for fun. There is a reason. There is a reason. Paul says, I thank my God, I pray in, the, in tongues more than all of you. And Paul is the same one who says, by the abundance of revelations that God gave me. So Paul prays in tongues more than everybody, and Paul has more revelations than anybody. A man of unusual revelations. He knows things that no man knows. He says, I pray in tongues. Who knows the deep things of God? Who knows the mind of God? But the Spirit of God. I pray in the Spirit. I pray in the Spirit. As I pray in the Spirit, informations begin to come to me. Now listen, maybe you think I'm joking. Let's go to verse 12. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is where? From God. Why? That we may understand what God has freely given us. We may understand. 
You see, God has freely given you certain things. But you don't understand them. You walk in darkness. You don't, there's no understanding. So because you don't understand, you never access them. You never pursue them. Azwap, rebe sakotaka, pragegado, eprelaga, eprelaga, le prege, le prege, le prege, le prege. The whole thing opens. It opens. And before you know it, I know that is mine. And now you stand and you go for it. And you don't allow anybody to intimidate you. It's that because you have seen this is it. You don't care who says what. You go for it. Do you know when God reveals it, it stays with you. The reason we are moving like this is because we don't have a revelation. For example, even to belong to a church, God has to reveal it to you. Once God shows you this is the place, even a caterpillar will never move you from there. Because God is the one who brought me here. I have a revelation that this is where I'm supposed to be right now. No offense can take me out. No temptation can get me out. No sickness, nothing can move me. I am unmovable. I am here. That's the, I, I, am, I have a revelation. I have a revelation that this church is God who placed me here. Do you understand? When you are like that, no, but people that have no, they don't know nothing. So they come here today, uh, oh, they don't, oh, then they say, oh, oh, they go, you see, they, they, they don't know where they are going. No revelation. They don't understand. That we may understand what God has freely. Do you know there are so many things God has freely given you? Health, money, blessings, but you can't see them. Because the thief is blinding you. Can I ask you a question? Can you get what you can't see? Huh? Can you get in this way what you... Isn't it that until you see it, you cannot have it? He even told Abraham, as far as your eyes can see, I will give you. If you can't see it, can you have it? Huh? Who is blind? But my servant. Now, let's see how the Holy Ghost does it. Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. That same Spirit that we didn't receive from the Lord, He helps us. What is our weakness? We don't know. And He tells us what our weakness is. We do not know. We. We don't know. We don't know. He tells you what the weakness is. The weakness is that eh? you don't know. So when you don't know, you are weak. Job says, I know what you know, therefore I am not inferior to you. Therefore, when you know what I don't know, I become inferior. I start feeling inferior. Do you know why you feel inferior compared to certain people? It's because you are under the impression they know something you don't know. That's all. That's all. When you don't know, you are at the mercy of people. When you don't know. Therefore, Job says, What you know, I also know. Therefore, I am not inferior to you. Inferiority complex is a result of ignorance. When you are feeling inferior to a certain person, it's because you feel they know something you don't know. You don't like their hair, you like the way they dress. You like the way they do the hair, and you know you don't know how to do the hair that way. It's because of that lack of knowledge of doing the hair the way they do it, it's what makes you inferior. If when you look at their hair, 
you know exactly what they did, and you even feel they, did it, they didn't do it well, will you feel inferior? No. But it's because when you know, the, we look at the hair, you feel, hey, what did she use? Which product? You are asking yourself questions, and because every question has no answer, what hair? Akiti. Which product? Akiti. Who did it? Akiti. Hey, already. You surrender. No, you surrender. Immediately, you surrender. You say, no, I think she's better. But those who have the Holy Ghost will know things that people who went to the university don't know. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Peter never went to any school. He wrote things that we go to Bible school to understand. <laughs> he... He never attended any Bible school. Then he wrote some stuff. We have to go to a Bible school so that we can understand what he's talking about. That shall be your story. By the time you are done, people will need to go and take a short course to understand half of what we're talking about. They will need a short course to understand you. Sometimes when you speak, people will need to use two dictionaries at the same time to understand the linguistic and the knowledge because your devil is too high. And I am not joking. I am telling you what is going to happen to you. As you start engaging the Holy Spirit, as you start engaging, he says, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. We call that tongues. You speak in tongues. Groanings that words cannot express. When you start entering into the tongues, you, the Holy Ghost takes over. He knows the deep things of God. He knows what God has freely given you. So he prays that. Look at the last verse. Romans 27, then 28 most. Uh -huh, this one, yeah. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. Why does he intercede in accordance with God's will? Because he knows the deep things of God concerning you. He knows what God is thinking about concerning you. So when he intercedes for you, he is not guessworking. He knows exactly what he must be praying for. And he begins to pray for that thing using your mouth so that it will look like you are the one praying for it. But he is the one praying for it on your behalf. That's why we pray in tongues. That's why we pray in the spirit. Because when we start praying in the spirit, he begins to pray. He begins to intercede. He begins to bring the things to you closer and closer. You know you are going. You know like they read that. When you hate it, you know. Even the intensity of the tongues, you will feel, I have hit something right now. I have hit gold right now. I have hit gold right now. This is something. I am on something. I might not know what it is, but I have hit something. That's how God works. That's how we get what we get. That's why the Bible says, they that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You have to be led. Don't lead yourself. You have to be led by him. And through prayer, he helps your vision. He helps you. 
you are coming out of that group. I say you are coming out of the group of the blind. Eh? The blind, the blind. I say we thank God for the Holy Spirit. The power of God. The wisdom of God. The light that shines in darkness. And darkness comprehended it not. The power of God just comes to you. And before you know it, you know what to do. Young people, don't live in darkness. Don't allow darkness in your life. You don't need it. You don't need it. You have access to light. Something about darkness is that when light shines in darkness, all the crow crush that were having a free right, the rats, eh? some funny creatures are available when it's dark. And you never know they are there because it's dark. And that is how you are in the spirit. There are some funny creatures that are just having a free ride with your life. They are enjoying your darkness. I mean, they are enjoying you being ignorant. Some crocrush. Even some snakes. Yeah. You know, snakes like dark places. It's dark. You never find, rarely will you find, except black mamba, that he's afraid of no one. Broad daylight, you'll just see him. You, no, man, you just see, that's why I believe that it's a mamba that Eve was speaking to in the garden. It's a mamba, mamba. Because the mamba is not afraid. Afternoon, you will see him moving around. All the other snakes wait for darkness. Or, or if you see them, they quickly hide. Under, they always put hides under stuff. So when your life is in the dark, the old serpent, the snake, Satan. Huh? Look at how Satan is interesting. The snake starts with S. Satan starts with S. Serpent also starts with S. So he's telling you, and say fofo. I think. This is my domain. That's me. That's me. You are free in Jesus' name. Right, stand on your feet and just pray in terms of five minutes, just for based on this revelation. We hope you've enjoyed today's message. To experience our services live, join us every Sunday morning from 9 a.m. at a Life State Church Sun City, located near Cornerstone Academy. Hope to see you soon. Remember, you're alive to give life.